Yo, uh, Obi Island Podcast, Rams Podcast, JFM, JFM Beat. We, our season, I said last week that our season was over. And that, that was true last week, but, you know, technically speaking, or st- statistically speaking, it wasn't really over, 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 you know, statistically we still had a chance, but now it's like, for real, for really, for really real, for really, really, really over, like, it's, it's done, I, I don't see a timeline or a possibility of this team magically making a run it could still happen you know things could happen like a 0.001% chance but it's really I think the season is shut down right now and we're here to talk about it and I'm not going anywhere you know you, you might be thinking oh now that the Rams really suck he's gonna stop doing the podcast and the, the answer is no like I think you guys don't know me that well like true like i just started this podcast last season and of course we had the super bowl but you know i've been here with this team for 20 plus years now i've seen us win one game an entire season two games an entire season three games an entire in an entire season back to back to back i've seen some shit with this team and it this is nothing (laughs) we actually have talent on this team like this is i've seen worse but this is pretty bad and again i'm still here and i will be here for the rest of the season no matter what even with the season long and dead and gone and you know people packing their bags i'm still gonna be here and with that said you know before i get into it like i'm still kind of experimenting experimenting with this podcast i think i have to name it a separate podcast because i can't you know I thought of some things, you know, like for the love of the game pod or just Rams podcast because, you know, I'm trying to bring people into here, you know, but I even thought of like integrating YouTube into it. I think I'm, I think I'm kind of too late into it. I'll think ah, next season I will. I promise I will post YouTube stuff, but for now we'll be continue will continue to be on the Spotify universe or the podcast universe. So yeah, can we finally get into this game? So Rams Cardinals week 10. Both of these teams suck and we both are at in positions that we weren't expecting. I don't know what's going on with the Cardinals. Like I still don't know what's going on with the Cardinals. But they're underperforming to say the least and then you know us just a train wreck which kind of boils down to our offense and I'll get into that this game for the million time but yeah let's do it so you know what's really funny about this week was that i still believed that we had a chance to turn things around and i some <laughs> i really believed that john Wolford, our backup quarterback was going to be the key the answer to all of our issues this season i really i really believed and dreamed of john wolford carrying this team on his back carrying us carrying us to the playoffs and then aaron donald winning 
game after game and then winning the Super Bowl again. I really believed that was a thing. Because I... Well, before I get into it, Matthew Stafford was placed on concussion protocols. I don't remember this hit from last week against Tampa Bay or if it was during practice, but he was in the uh, concu- concussion protocols. So he can't play this game, which meant that John Wilford is going to start. So that's what happened. If you don't remember John Wilford, John Wilford is the backup quarterback. He is from the USFL. And he's played for this team before in a very, very interesting, interesting, it's like, you know, the iceberg thing on the internet where they, where they kind of go over like these conspiracy theories and the deeper you go, like the weirder it gets. John Wolford's like in the very bottom of the iceberg. (laughs) He's a, he's a very like side story for, for Rams fans. Like he's a very interesting like if you know who's a real like diehard rams fan if you could mention john wolford and they'll be like oh him (laughs) because let me explain quickly the story of john wolford jerry goff his last season the COVID season was not playing up to standard up to up to par you know and that you know would lead to the eventual pickup of matthew stafford but before that happened, Jared Goff got benched for John Wolford in week 17 against the Cardinals. And it was like a win and you're in. If we lose, then we're out. And John Wolford came into the game. You know, we we had heard of him before, but Jared Goff has never, ever been injured and missed a game in his fucking career. Except for that week. And John Wolford came in that game against the Cardinals and the first pass that he threw was this absolutely beautiful pass a dot that was picked off by the Cardinals and <laughs> but you know it didn't stop there because you know I think he actually would turn things around and help us win that game but it introduced us to this new timeline with Sean McVay Sean McVay another iceberg thing regarding the Rams is that the Baltimore Ravens game from the year prior we famously kind of took their offense from that game and it included like a lot of jet sweep um motion shifts before um snap but the only thing that Sean McVay didn't have from that offense was a scrambling quarterback a quarterback that could run like a Lamar Jackson until John Wolford came around John Wolford is a scrambling quarterback even though he's white, you know, he's one of those flashy or surprisingly athletic people. Surprising, or whatever they say about white white people. Surprises. <laughs> I forgot what the saying was. But he could scramble with the ball. And for Rams fans, it gave us this kind of um, uh, insight or this kind of uh, sneak peek into what it would be like if Sean McVay had a scrambling quarterback. In my opinion, I thought it was awesome to see Sean McVay have that extra option on offense. So he was running like triple quarterback options, run pass RPOs, yeah, with John Wolford, and that was awesome. And then, you know, the wild card game happened the week after, and 
John Wolford actually would get a concussion in that game after getting hit in the head while running a RPO. And then Jared Goff would come in and then he'd win that game and then he'd play against and we'd lose against the Packers. So there, that, that's the iceberg thing if you're a Rams fan or if you're a new Rams fan and you want to kind of have a little bit of knowledge regarding the team, that's the, the Wolford story. <laughs> and here we are in week 10 with this team on the, on the collapsing, disintegrating, dying before our own eyes. And here's John Wolford here to save our season. <laughs> and my God, like, he looked so awful in this game. And I didn't know what I was thinking, but there was no shot in hell that he was going to magically or he's gonna magically like fix this season like he still had the shitty offensive line he had no running no run support we couldn't do anything but the worst of all is that you know Wolford didn't even look good at all like that's our backup quarterback like (laughs) it's a I, I fully believe that football is a true next man up next man up to quarterback league where you're if your season is done because one person got injured that's your fault and for the rams this is just for the season it's beginning to look like we failed that aspect of the the team building pro- process you know we didn't find enough enough depth like if john wolford is our was our backup quarterback the entire time then we were fucked like there is a chance like let's let's say like the season went well and you know we're we're in the playoffs let's say like we're in the nfc championship again against uh, i don't know the eagles and let's say stafford gets hurt in that game our next quarterback that was going to step up after matthew stafford was john wolford and he's not a good quarterback it yeah it's true that you know we kind of threw him in this this absolute dumpster fire of offense you know the offensive line sucks wide receivers are still there but you know it's not it's not as great as it once was but still like it was amazing that wolford didn't show two things that are important for being a quarterback and that's one of them is he couldn't he couldn't make reads in the pocket like he he couldn't find he missed a bunch of wide receivers that were wide open he missed cooper cup on a play action he missed somebody on a crossing route right in front of him and that's all i saw from the replays i'm pretty sure i'll, I'll see more if i watch you know the re the all 22 or something but yeah he missed a lot of throws in the pocket and then the worst of it all like the second part is that he can't make throws in the pocket either like his his mechanics whatever it is he's so shaky in the offensive line he he was overthrowing wide receivers he was underthrowing wide receivers and it was just a mess and as a result uh our offense is dead for another week i think we scored like 10 points before like a garbage time seven points at the end of the game so the offense was a failure and then hopefully Bryce Perkins is he's like our last chance or last hope even though the season's done like hopefully we have a potential back quarterback in him like I've heard about him never really watched him but we didn't even get to see him play in this game because Sean McVay decided to just use him as a gadget gadget quarterback 
every time he got a snap he just ran the ball and it was it was really bad like like we didn't even try and even fake like do like rpo or anything it was just like a straight run up the gut or or a run sweep qb sweep with him and it was just not gonna work and it didn't so that's the offense it's a mess uh offensive line i i think somebody else got injured there's just a new people there every week i don't know who it is anymore but the offensive line is trash and the offense is trash as always but here's the worst thing of it all like the offense could suck and that's great but our defense did not play well at all we went a, on the other side on the cardinal side Kyler murray didn't play in this game i don't know i don't know why like it was either because concuss it wasn't he didn't have like a cast or anything i don't know what, what it was maybe he broke his thumb or his thumb soreness from playing too much call of duty <laughs> or studying too hard you know maybe his eyes hurt from watching too much film you know i'm sorry kyler i love you but anyways he didn't play so in for him came their backup quarterback and it was colt mccoy who's been around the league for it has to be a decade now he's been here since sean McVay was with the redskins and he's i forgot what year he came out but he has experience and he's yeah he has decent quarterback experience whatever and he's been in the league for a while and he showed and it, he looked really really good today and part of it was yeah it was our defense being you know, the Raheem Morris cushion defense. You know, we kind of let him kind of get warmed up and get in the rhythm by, like, completing all these short passes and all that stuff. But he also made some really, like, elite-level Aaron Rodgers-type throws. Like, it was like, what the hell is going on? Like, he hit uh, DeAndre Hopkins on Jalen Ramsey. He hit a perfect behind the uh, back shoulder pass to him. Like, I was like, what the it's like perfect <laughs> like perfect like almost like starting Q, qb level type throw and then then he had a pass to aj green in the end zone placed it right perfectly right where he needed to get it at the side at the near the sidelines at, at the end zone and it was like it was just like what is going on but again as i said it's a two qb is a two qb league next man up league and the Arizona Cardinals did a good job in finding a competent quarterback to fill that role. Instead of like a John Wolford. But yeah, that is the state of this team right now. But, oh, I didn't finish talking about the defense. Um, yeah, the cushion was there again. But Raheem Morris actually tried to push the defenders up to the line a little bit. Started playing press coverage. But even that couldn't stop the Cardinals and the dangerous Colt McCoy offense, you know. And it's just really embarrassing. And I, I think that's it. Um, I just don't know where we go from here. Uh, there's nothing left to do except maybe experiment with Bryce Perkins. Uh, and yeah. And as I said, and I predicted it before the season, you know, it's kind of like a kind of like an easy call or whatever you know or an easy prediction my prediction was that someone was going to get seriously injured like a key player 
because like we were due for it you know we we've had very fortunate uh we've been very fortunate with our health our player health last season but still like i predicted there's going to be a major injury and you know there's matthew stafford who got concussion and there's now cooper cup who hit his knee or his shin or something during the game and it's looking like he might be out for the season so that's what it is and the season looks very done right now but yeah around the league <laughs> around the league i watched some other games you know the bills um vikings game was a mess like i think there's a heroics from justin jefferson making insane catches and then a fourth and goal where they tried to qb sneak and it messed and it failed and here's what i thought why don't teams in the nfl why don't they instead of lining up a quarterback in this case like a middle middle age like 40 year old kirk cousins i don't know how old kirk cousins is but like an old unathletic quarterback instead of that why don't they just line up a linebacker or some kind of lineman under center and and then you run a qb sneak you know like is that against the rules or something is that like why am i a genius for thinking that like why don't we just put the most athletic biggest dude under center and then run a qb sneak because all kirk cousins had to do is just stretch his arm out for like a yard that's all and he couldn't even do that and it didn't even matter because josh allen would fumble the ball in the end zone for a touchdown <laughs> to tie the game and throw it to ot and then josh allen threw the game ending interception which was a terrible throw it was the it was so god awful of a decision of a throw like number one the guy wasn't wide open number two he, put, he threw it so far behind. Uh, Patrick, it was like he was trying trying to throw it to Patrick Peterson. I love Josh Allen, but sometimes, like, you know, his recklessness can kind of kill him. You know, but it's kind of, it, what was the saying, a double-edged sword with Josh Allen. You know, that's kind of why I love him, too, because he's kind of, like, has that gunslinger mindset. <laughs> like a Brett Favre, but, you know. He needs to be smarter with the ball he's too smart he's too good for this you know to make that bad decision on the other side um packers and cowboys packers saved what little i mean they're in the nfc north oh yeah they're not gonna catch the vikings <laughs> but anyways uh, for the wild card spot you know they had a great win against the cowboys aaron Rodgers finally had help from a some light skin wide receiver that had three touchdowns. Good for him. Uh, Cowboys. Tough loss for them. I don't really care about the Cowboys. But yeah, and then the Niners, of course. Whenever I watch the Niners, they always like. I always see the best of them. Like, I feel like I'm like the Niners' lucky charm because every time I watch them, they win. Because I tuned into the game in the second half. They were down by like six points. And then their defense turned up. And their offense scored just enough to win the game. So, yeah. That's it. I'm out. Rams podcast. Ube Island. Thanks. Peace.